Glitch. That is really <laughs> chill and calm. You know, like the right, yeah. up in, right up until everything fucks up. Yeah, like Welcome to beach. Glitch, please. Uh, the new uh, podcast from Rooster Teeth and The No. Uh, I'm Ashley Jenkins. I'm Gus. Oh, we, we didn't practice what order. No. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Adam. I'm Ryan. So we're already fucking it up. Well, great. It's, great. We picked a good name for this then. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wore the shirt for. <laughs> So uh, welcome everybody to the show. Uh, this is our very first full episode. We've done a pilot run uh, exclusively for Rooster Teeth first members on the website, but now we're finally going public with it. Um, and I want to say thanks as well to uh, the sponsors for this episode, Blue Apron and Movement Watches. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Whew, June is here. That means E3 is almost here. E3 is Summer almost has here. Arrived. We're gonna we're gonna Summer talk about coming. E3 later. Um, on this show, uh, this episode, we're gonna talk about E3. We're okay. gonna talk about uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, we're gonna run through a bunch of news. But first, Ryan how are you all? Ryan is backwards. I, I, don't know. I think it's it's a reaction to the fact that people are like, oh, that looks good on him. I think really all they're saying is he hasn't gotten a haircut in so long that it's just the less of his head that we see, the better. We all think that way. Maybe you should just yeah. adopt skull caps and or swimming caps swimming as a fashion caps. item. Oh. She would bandanas. Right, so this would be a, this is an old style that I'd be bringing back. But maybe you're right. Maybe I should go a totally new way and just resurrect a style yeah, or create or, a style. If I could give a suggestion, yes, just cut the brim off of your cap. <laughs> Then it doesn't matter which direction it's facing. Can I get a propeller to go on top? <laughs> now, when you get into a situation you're not happy with, just fly away. <laughs> Oh. So what's uh, that we're gonna celebrate? Oh here? yes! Let's not let's sweat all I'm over the table. I'm sorry. It is it is morning. Um, we're recording this early in the morning, um, so my brain is not fully spooled up yet. But I did get Open a it champagne up, guys. to celebrate. The finest, I'm so happy. the finest bottle of ten dollars champagne you could find. Look, it says it's it <laughs> well, says look, it's no. Chandon. Which I'm sure is good. Wait, wait, I don't know. It's, it's sparkling. Pink. I think about it's Look, sparkling wine. You know, uh, and this is you, this may expose my, my ignorance of things alcoholic. Okay. But if we splash some uh, some orange juice in there, isn't that a morning drink? Very good, right? It is. It it's, is. Uh, Does anyone have orange juice? What is it? What is it? What is it? A mimosa. No, god damn it! Dude, I'm not uh, asking it's you. It's a mimosa. What's wrong with me? No one drinks, okay, man. I was asking Ryan. Now and They're now. Trying to get me. And now Ryan. Yes. If you put peach in it, what is it called? Mimosa. No, it's not. A peach mimosa. Yeah! Wow, nice. I just love that sound. What honestly. is it called? What, what is it called? It's a, it's a Bellini. Come on, Jesus. Fucking, I right. Drink I literally don't drink, so I'm going to have this is my first drink in like forever. Nice. We, we're a positive influence Ditto? on you guys. Mm -hmm. So, um, right before the show, Adam, you were saying um, you've been playing Rhyme. I played. Which I, I have played. been playing too. I beat it. I you won. beat it. Okay. It was a one sitting game for me. It wasn't for me. I've I've been playing like uh, like an hour here, hour there. It's a very chill game. Mm -hmm. Um, for anyone who who Maybe has sparkling apple cider for Ryan. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I, I will. Uh, yeah, it's a oh, really relaxing. Where, where have you gotten to? In so um, I am. There are, as far as I understand, like it's broken into like five-ish parts. Um, I am past the windmills. Past the windmills. So yeah, past the three. Rhyme windmills. is kind of like a third-person action puzzler, it's, right? It's, it's hardly a puzzler. It's more imagine, just like a. Imagine if you took um, a, like a Ueda game, like a Last Guardian or like an Eco or something, and then you mushed it with Journey. Interesting. I've heard it compared not necessarily favorably with The Witness. Uh, no. Oh, I mean, in that you're on in, an in island, aesthetic. okay, mm. and that it's like puzzles on an island. I can see that, okay. but it's a uh, the the gameplay is more. Thank you, Gus. So I feel I feel like Rhyme is hardly a puzzle game because any okay. puzzle you encounter is more a 
that's what I have to do and I'll do it, not a how do I do this. Like, it's just like, you see the, what's laid in front of you, okay, I need to move this part, all right, we're done. It's not like, you don't have to figure anything out, really? There, well, the I think the the sort of main story arc is de seems designed largely in uh, a way that anyone can get through it and it's not meant to stress you right. out. Uh -huh. But there's a cheers. lot of, cheers everyone. Cheers, cheers to the podcast. Cheers. To video cheers games. to video games and all the things that go wrong with them. There we go. Um, yeah, it's it's very much like it's a it doesn't feel guided, but it feels like they're walking you through a story and a narrative by by showing you these bad. puzzles, and uh, but it's really calming. Ryan's uh, a champagne guy. But uh, it is it's really class. it's really calming, but it very calming. So you, that's where the journey aspect comes in. So it's yeah. just an experience. It's, it's, the journey like, aspect comes in by finding a journeyman. Like there's a guy. Journeyman. He looks like he <laughs> looks like he's from Journey in the game. You chase him down. So and it's disappears. got like capes and stuff. Got a red cape. Uh, but for me, it's it's chilled out. It's meditative. But if you want to search around and explore yep. some uh, more obscure sort of puzzles, there are a whole bunch of collectibles in it. Yeah. Uh, which I'm missing most of them. I'm gonna have to do another run through because mm. I think I'm doing really really great. And then I get to a new area and it started to fill in a new sand dollar or whatever. I'm like, oh, that means I missed something back there. Yep. So uh, it's yeah. like Dark Souls with no fight. There's no Dark Souls. <laughs> Nothing about Dark Souls. It's just like Dark Souls minus everything about Dark Souls. Well, I mean, um, that's that's where the story of Dark Souls is, right? You fumble around finding shit and then you read it and it's like, oh. There's no reading. On. This game this game tells you a story visually. Yeah. There's okay. there's no um, speech. No there's no text. No words. But you you meet characters. Characters and there is cutscenes and things like that that will convey the story to you. And it actually is a tearjerker. Really? Yes. That is with, with all non-verbal. Yeah. Except it's made by no Tequila Works, the, so it's uh, it's actually not a U.S. The reviews are kind of all over the place on this game. I'm looking it up here for a good reason. Uh, on Steam, it's a nine out of ten. On Gamespot, gave it a six, and Metacritic, it's sitting at seventy-eight percent. A lot it's, of it. Sorry, you go. No, it's it's an okay game. Like. I don't think it's like the a game of the year, but like I don't, I also don't regret playing it. But it's a five and a half hour romp. If you want to go back and collect collectibles, you can. Um, there's, I know people are giving a lot of crap for the performance issues on Steam, uh, which I avoided on Steam for that reason. I bought it on PS4, but I mean, I don't think it's a, a bad game. It's just not a fantastic one, but it does tell like a a pretty. It, it it tells its story well, I think. Yeah, and we'll get back into some of the reasons that the rhyme reviews are weird when we get to our news run. Okay. Because that's that's definitely part of it. But overall, fun game. I enjoy it. Uh, I was going to wait for it on the Switch. I'm okay that I didn't. Yeah. Um, because I, I ended up getting it on the Xbox. I avoided PC for the same reason. I heard the, all the things about the the PC port, um, mm -hmm. so I avoided it. Turns out Xbox version not better. Really? Yeah. In terms PS, of, in terms of overall performance. Um, and then you've been playing Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I, so I did the thing I talked about. You're Back when one. we used to do the patch, I complained about Telltale Games, and I said I'm not playing their games anymore until the last episode comes out, and I can just binge through all of it. Did you binge through all of and it? And I forgot a new frontier was being released, and then I got an email from Telltale on the 30th saying, hey, episode 5 of A New Frontier is out. Uh, to celebrate, the whole series is 40% off. It's like, cool. Woo. So I bought the game, 40% off, and played it all in two days. Played episodes one and, and two, one day, and three, it? four, five. It is starting to suffer. So uh, I loved Walking Dead season one and season two. Walking Dead season one is about Lee trying to protect Clementine, and you know the, this whole group and that group dynamic. Ep season two is about Clementine's interactions with these new people and trying to figure out, like, kind of growing up and her dynamic amongst them. Season three, she's barely in it. Okay. She is not a main character. She's like a supporting character who shows up every now and then. So it's like, I can I think that they're trying to pivot 
to like other stories and yeah. maybe not necessarily focus on Clementine, which is fine, but it's like she's just popping up every now and then in weird ways. And it just felt like the whole story was a little disconnected. And it was it was fine. Like it wasn't it's probably my least favorite of the Walking Dead games so far. Uh of the of those three. Uh but Still I mean, saying still saying potentially a lot though, because those games are so good that yeah, and you can say even an ordinary like one that's not as good as those, that's ordinary in comparison. Yeah, and it would still be quite It was game. still good. You know, it just wasn't up to the bar that I expect from those other ones. Um, and I, I, it was interesting because I started trying to read other people's reviews to get other people's thoughts on it. And one review in particular I was reading talked about how they thought that one character's death this season was a cop-out and really gimmicky. And I was like, oh, that character didn't die for me. Ooh. So I was like... Yeah. I, pretty significant fork. Right. So then, Either that or that character doesn't matter at all. Right. So I, I'm really curious to know like what chain of decisions they came to where that that character who was pivotal to me and survived the whole time didn't exist anymore for them. Weird. Uh, and of course, typical telltale save bullshit. I had trouble importing my season two save into season three. And I understand that like they jumped generations, right? Like I, I, I pulled up their website for importing your save data because I played the last one on Xbox 360. They said, oh, if in order to do this, go power up your old console. No. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know where that Xbox 360 is. So like I had to go through. I mean, a lot of people just straight up won't have that. Right, they might have sold it back or, you know, done something to it. So I had to go through my attic, I found it, plugged it in, you know, patched it all up. Jesus. And then had to upload my save on my 360 to the Telltale service. And then I had to go to a website and tell it, use this save. And then I could go to my Xbox One and then it imported all of my stuff. Like, even just uploading it from the 360 didn't allow you to play automatically in the Xbox One. You had to go to a website and say, this is the save data I want to use. Cross-generational cross saves in general are just so troublesome. Uh, and they, you know, they did the typical thing where at the end of every episode and at the end of the game to show you, like, these are the choices you made, these are choices other people made. And they also had, like, the one thing they added is they added um, the way you shaped a character. So, like, at the end of the story, they're like, this character has become a blank blank because of these choices you oh, made. Total this bitch. Is, this is how they this is how they've evolved and changed. So it makes you wonder how they're going to play that. So were you a cancer upon these people, or some of my characters may have been. <laughs> uh, some of them were, uh, and but it, it's like the, the last game came out so long ago, and this is the other problem I had was I had trouble remembering everything that happened in season two. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, I, I remember this, I remember that, and trying to to reconcile all of my decisions now with my decisions back then. It would be nice if they could um, generate a previously on The Walking Dead for you. Yeah, and you know, they do that for each episode as you play within a season, but not for the past season. I wonder if it's because people's gameplays can be so different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, no doubt, but it also, like, it, if you can get the data in and at least generate a couple yeah, points to catch people up, that would be nice. And uh, I did see, I didn't use it because my, I was able to import my save data, but I did see that they had a backstory generator. So if you mm. hadn't played the previous season, you could make some choices that would influence the start of your characters for mm -hmm. season three. Uh, overall, I mean, it's for, like I said, it's forty percent off right now. I think it's good for another few days. Get it for forty percent off. I mean, it's it's fine. I, you know, the the game's short. I think if you play these games, you know what you're getting into. Each episode's maybe an hour, hour and a half. So that's why I was able to do it in two days, no problem. Yeah. And uh, it's it's fun, you know. Um, I think that. I haven't. I didn't have as many problems with the game engine this time as I have in the past. I don't know if they're like changing their tech up a bit, but the initial load when you first launch the game is painfully long. Mm. Other than that, everything seems 
okay. I mean, I had one glitch where one of the main characters had a giant polygon sticking through him, uh, and I had to like force quit the game and then relaunch it. <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, that was really the only huge technical problem I had. Hmm. I, I've been playing some uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Telso game, and that engine sucks. Yeah. Like it's, and that's on their new engine even, right? And yeah, and I'm running on like a beefy great. PC and it runs kind of like shit sometimes. I the, ended up stopping playing Game of Thrones because I just, it has all those, those little action sequences mm-hmm. where you have to do something and there's a limited window of time in which to do it. And even though I was on a PC that vastly outperformed their requirements, it felt so janky and yep. slow that- and stuttery and it wasn't, the game wasn't worth it to me to put up with all that. The yeah. final battle in Tales from the Borderlands was like that for me, where it was very difficult to execute the quick time events in time because of how laggy and delayed it was. Yeah. Uh, they started doing a new thing too now, where when you finish an episode, they give you an advertisement. Well, like it's like, oh, do you like the Walking Dead game? Why don't you check out the Walking Dead Michonne? It's uh, available for oh, download right oh, now. Yeah. And it's, it's not like a, it's, it's, okay. it's just like a static image and like a, a like a little button. Like, Push OK. Yeah, yeah, hit OK. Do you want to see it? Uh, so they did that, and they also had some ads for the Game of Thrones game every now and then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, I've been on cleanup duty. <laughs> so I, I, I beat Breath of the Wild. Good. Which, if you do all the, the lead up to it, is actually not that hard of a fight. Dude, that um, fight is, was a joke. Yeah, I think I, I, went, I, I went think in I with on the first. I time. went in. I had a, I had a I ton did of money. That, that's yeah. Yeah. classic I, RPG fare. It, it, it is. Like yeah. if you if you spend time in the world doing other stuff, you always get to the boss, and the final boss is never as strong as other shit you fought. But in the, world. the degree to which is not a problem is ridiculous. Because I went in with what like forty ancient arrows and killed him in about three seconds. Except for uh, except for the very last part, we had a shield and a conveyor. The shield out thing down. stumped me for a while. I, mean, I, I had never really developed the reflect. Uh, ability. I mean, just oh, I, 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 I never I learned the no timing idea. on it, and that's a huge yeah. part of that fight. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, eventually my the the shield you get from the um, the using one of your mountain, abilities. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, also does the same thing. So yeah. that that came through and saved me. But yeah, uh, I kind of wish. So I, having played it once, where we had not completed all of the divine beasts, I kind of wish you still had a rehash of the fight with some of the. Original bosses leading up to him just to make a more climactic mm. final battle. But I mean, you can get that if you just never unlock any I, of the divine beasts. I was a little mad when I got to that final battle and I realized you didn't have to fight the divine beasts. I was like, oh, fighting them just reduces his health. I was like, I could have just come straight here. Yeah. Well, you, you, you also have to lose, fight all the bosses from the divine beasts. You also lose some of the most fun abilities. Like, yeah. yeah. So you have to fight your way through the boss that you didn't fight at. Oh, divine okay. Beasts. Oh, really? Yes. If you don't, oh, if you don't do one okay, of them, that, that boss is waiting for you before you get to Ganon. That makes I sense. See. And and then Ganon also has more health. And yeah. then I assume Ganon has more health. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't make it to Ganon when we attempted that. Uh, we did it in our Let's Watch. We did one. We took down one beast and went there, and I died on the third. Of the, the so you fight him in a row. Yes. Oh fuck. Back, back, back. <laughs> uh, for, for me, the fun part of Breath of the Wild was I actually for the Divine Beast was I liked the dungeon part of the Divine Beasts. The boss fight at the end, like I could I could take or leave as far as saving that mm-hmm. from the end of the game. I liked the dungeon part. I liked the puzzles in them. I do feel like that game. Uh, I never really developed a lot of sword skills in it because I didn't need to. I was, was pretty good with a bow and arrow, and by the end of it, I had just a huge stockpile of special arrows, and yep. just like, all right, thunk, there's a bomb arrow, thunk, there's a, you know, whatever your contrary elemental damage, and it just kills everything instantly. It's like, yeah. all right. That, I, I ended up with that problem largely because, so um, Caden, uh, who we stole from Achievement Hunter right. uh, to edit for the No, 
it has has a problem. She, she got a real problem with Amiibo. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, to yeah. our benefit, though. To our benefit, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we benefit greatly. Uh, and so she owns, like, every Zelda Amiibo there uh-huh. is um, and would bring them in every single day. And you can scan in the Amiibo once per day, and it will drop all these crates and chests and stuff so you can get, uh, like, cool weapons or foods or cooking or whatever. And arrows are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It, oh. Like, you get arrows constantly, so... Uh, from doing, from tapping in like 15 amiibo per day, I just had so much of absolutely everything <laughs> that I want for nothing ever I mean, again. I mean, bomb arrows will really break those divine yeah. beast battles. You just keep yeah. shooting at the face and it'll go down pretty quick. She didn't take my advice though. Huh? What? I said, I suggested that Caden set up a tip oh. jar <laughs> right next to uh, her amiibos. That way, anytime someone came in, it's like, I... hey, you don't have to, but. Hey, yeah, there well, it is. Yeah. And then again with Mario Kart, because you can tap in a bunch of the amiibo and unlock different uh, me racing outfits, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just like set them up on a desk and we all went through and went tap, 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 tap. But that was unlocked like a one every day single thing. one of them. Yeah, yeah as, but as opposed still, to like But still could have at least had a tip jar. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Make, a, make a little bit of that investment back because it's they're all stored in a crate like this big. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot it's of them. It's insane. Well, so I beat that, uh, Gus. I beat Zero Dawn. Oh, what do you think? Have you beaten it yet? Yeah. Okay. I, I think they did a really good job with that story. I love the, the story in Zero Dawn. And I think that, I, I've said this before, I think, is it's the first game where I actually read everything. Mm-hmm. I read every journal and listened to every audio log I could find in the world because I wanted to know more about it. And I thought that, this, this is pretty early in the games. I don't consider this a spoiler. But I thought like when you first visit the Grave Horde mm-hmm. and you listen to all the audio logs of the soldiers who were making their last stand there, I thought like that was a really emotionally impactful moment. Yeah. Uh, like like listening to these soldiers knowing that they're making their last stand, like this is humanity's last hope, and you know, kind of like joking about it, figuring out their interpersonal relationship. It really humanized a story that could have been very bland. And I, excellent execution for them. Yeah, no, I agree. They, the, that is one of the, the mm. better told stories in a game that I've I've played in a long time. And I mean, the everything about that game was executed so well. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to point at something and go, that part sucked. I would say the thing I didn't like was that you needed specific bows to fire specific arrows. So I felt like mm. there was too much, you had to carry too many weapons and then toggle, you, you could only it equip four, so you had to them. constantly yeah. manage which weapons you had on your toggle. And you're like, oh no, wait, this isn't the bow that fires that arrow, I need to switch this out with that. Yeah. I thought that could have been streamlined a little better. I also, it, it's not really spoiled, they leave it open to a sequel. Yes, I wasn't sure if that was left open to sequel, or DLC, or like how they're going to address it, like or how something. big they want to go with it. But yeah, yeah. there is uh, some open end. There's the option for the story to continue, which I was actually concerned going to the end of it because it was such a great game, and then we we're wrapping up. You know, part of that game is discovering the world so much, and I was getting to the end of that, and I was like, well, where do you, where would a, a second game in the series go? But they really found a way to kind of give you a direction, mm-hmm. and and uh, you could call it an unresolved plot point, though. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a good way to segue into a second time. Yeah. I thought I liked a lot of the ways that they handled reconciling fallen technology with like this new pseudo primitive world where, you know, in the very beginning, you know, um, Aloy goes up with uh, the All Mother uh-huh. and they're, you know, they're trying to go into the area they can't get into. And it's like, it's a, there's a corrupted registry. Mm-hmm. And they take away from it, like, oh, there's corruption that you need to heal. It's like, oh, okay, I can kind of see like they're working. Uh, this technology and with these people, like a more primitive way to understand uh-huh. it. And she has to heal the corruption. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was cool. It's the, it's the only game I've ever 
platinum, like I've ever 100%. And okay. I went through and I made sure I did every single thing I could in that game. I think I played every side quest and talked to everybody in that world. And I told you early on that uh. I didn't even like fast traveling in that world. You just like to run. I like to run. It's like no matter how far it was, most of the time, unless like I was trying to wrap yeah. something up quickly, most of the time I would just run. Be like, I'm just going to see what I see along the way. It's all gorgeous. Yeah. If you can find a game where fast traveling is not a thing you want to do yeah. because you're so busy enjoying just the world that you're in, that's a think, pretty hefty accomplishment. I think it's only happened twice to me. I think it happened on Zero Dawn mm -hmm. and it happened on Black Flag. For me, Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Yeah, oh, Red Dead Redemption, big time. I could stare at like horse butts all day. Yeah. Just, like, just making my way across the west, see the storm rolling in. God, that game is so good. Amazing. And then get attacked by a cougar. And then, yeah, and then uh, absolutely. Or uh, if it glitches out and gets all weird, a human. Sometimes humans are cougars too. Oh, yeah. Like when they had they had weird things uh, that could happen where uh, like it loads in um, and it's a cougar, but something happened and so it's rendered as a human. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting attacked by a human cougar. That sounds amazing. I can't believe I've never seen that. Oh, you, you never been uh, up to the domain on a Friday night? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> All right. So getting into the show itself, um, I figure we will. So there's a couple of, of specific ways the show is going to work. Um, we actually break everything down into specific segments, um, and we'll leave the time codes for those in the description. So if you don't want to hear about the news because you're already up to date, or if you really don't care about, say, Friday the 13th, you can skip ahead to the next segment if you like. Um, but we'll start with. But news. we know. You're not going to fast travel through us. Hey. Oh my God, that was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I figure uh, we'll start with news and then we'll uh, move into talking about Friday the 13th specifically. But it's news time now. Let's do it. That looked like right. a glitch speed run there. <laughs> All right. Hey Ryan. Yeah. Juice! Breakfast. Oh, fuck. Juice me up, I all guess. Right. This, all this right. is the day for no, you like this. We're, we're teaching you all kinds of now things. Now it's not sad. Now it's classic. I'm going right. to chug like a little bit of this. You're going to chug a little bit? You chug. Chug I'm going to take, take a big sip. There you go. That's not chugging. Amateur. That's, yep. Oh, that was, that was impressive. You know burp? What's some of Thank this? you. Burp? No, not yet. That's a lot of bubbles. All very relevant to me. See, this is, how, this is how you turn it into a breakfast drink. That's classy. Thanks. Now it's breakfast. It's, it's currently edge. 11 o'clock, so we this actually... Is, now it's got vitamins it's and brunch. stuff in it. This is how, yeah, this is how, like, brunch is how I learned to be a classy alcoholic. I'm uh, good. I'm good with my alcoholism. You just like it straight. Yeah. This is way better. Okay. Yeah. So we've got Another little... news. This, this table has these lovely little cubbies. Watch this. Disappeared. I, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Okay, so we're talking about news. Um, all right, so we'll start with Rhyme because uh, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So um, Rhyme released. It came out uh, May 26th uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Nintendo Switch is coming. Date still TBD. Um, and so far, um, just you know, catch a game with its both. Listen, hands. this whole this week has been announcement after announcement for Dude, that console. Just wait. Um, <laughs> just wait. Uh, uh, so overall, people have you know uh, mixed things to say about the gameplay. Some people like, some people have um, issues, and so on. But where there are a lot of criticisms is the game's technical performance. Uh -oh. um, even on high-end PCs that vastly just dwarf any sort of requirements or even recommendations, it suffers from significant frame rate drops, like down into like 10 uh, here and there. Even it's it's rough. Um, 
One of the developers actually commented on Steam about uh, the copy protection that the game uses, which is Denuvo, and its impact on performance, saying, this is my favorite quote, uh, Rhyme is a very personal experience told through both sight and sound. When a game is cracked, it runs the risk of creating issues with both of those items, and we want to do everything we can to preserve the quality in Rhyme. So basically, he's saying that the Denuvo is there to make sure the experience is good, even though uh, it's negatively impacting your experience. Oh. Um, and also, the hell did I just see? Saying did that like, like somehow the cracked version makes it perform worse or ruins the experience or something. Do you rip organic orbs out of so, faux trees? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're like old Dude, robots. It's, so they're like old robots. It's, it's Mr. Stompy. He's the best. He Mr. just stomps Stompy. around. Your Stompy friend. Um, Mr. Stompy friend. So, how much of a performance impact? I never thought about that. So does Denuvo actually have on I, games? It's supposed to be minimal, usually. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's, I'm sure. Honestly, I think that this game is just so poorly optimized. Uh, I ended up getting the Xbox version instead of the PC version. Mm -hmm. I was going to get it on PC uh, because I have a nice PC and. That's where I would get the best performance usually. Yeah. Um, but since I couldn't have that, I was like, well, the console in the bedroom is the Xbox, so I'll get it on Xbox, and that way I can like play it, especially because you know we'll have the boys for the weekend and the PS4 is downstairs. Lots of logistics go into it. Anyway, the Xbox version runs like crap. Mm. So, so it can is I, can constantly I, frame rate. Can drops. I point out a, yep. uh, like a bit of bullshit hypocrisy here? Please do. If because Denuvo's there to protect the sight and sound of the That's game. That's the point. Why don't they fix their fucking frame rate oh, issue? Yeah. Well, you're gonna love this part then because they're oh, dude. so they're 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 you know defensive of why they put this in there, uh, but they also basically dared pirates to go ahead and crack it and said they would release a DRM-free version once it got cracked. What are they doing? Like they, will, they will patch they Denuvo out of the game. It's been cracked before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, it's now. Why don't they just remove it then? Denuvo is now lasting less than a month before people crack it's it. It's really stupid. And the only people this is hurting um, are, well, theoretically, let's say that the Denuvo is the problem. I don't think it is. But even if it if it was the problem, it would be impacting the legitimate consumers, not the people yeah. who cracked it and pirated well, I, it. I think I know what they're doing. Huh? This is just a delay tactic, right? Like they'll so say they they'll release it. That way they optimize it, and when they release the patch to remove Denuvo, they'll also patch to fix their frame rate problem. They'll say, "Oh, look, see, it was Denuvo all the time." I we feel just like Denuvo it. has but, some kind of like defamation suit. Here. Yeah, I'm looking up some uh, some reports on like benchmarks. Do we explain Denuvo versus DRM? Do we explain yeah, what I don't. Doing? I don't know if we've introduced Ben the yet. Voice from so, the dark. Uh, uh, ben is our side glitch. <laughs> I love the nickname. <laughs> you like that so much, Ashley. <laughs> you like that a lot. <laughs> I broke Ashley. Uh, and is uh, uh, has a laptop to like look things up for us, so we don't end lot. up in our laptops like looking stuff up all the time, with the exception of Gus, who's actually amazing at multitasking. I can look up stuff very quick. I'm a fast typer. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm looking up some benchmarks for it uh, for like Denuvo versus like non-DRM games, mm -hmm. and most of the findings seem to be around like just a six to seven percent decrease in frame rate, but probably not that's, the cause that's, between Ryan. That's more significant than I would have expected. Sixty-seven percent is still like. More yeah. frame rate than you want to lose, especially if you're on PC and if you have a rig that's designed to to perform. But that doesn't get you from, say, 30 frames per second down to 10. I think that I think that Rhyme might have some some GPU utilization issues because people on Steam are reporting like extremely high CPU usage. So maybe that's part of the problem. Not Denuvo, but that like that they're having problems with GPU utilization. Hmm. But that's why I avoided that because my GPU is like my one not so great. It's like an older i7, but you know. Hmm. 
Ugh. Ugh, I know. <laughs> but it runs fine on PS4, like totally fine. So I, I maybe, played it one sitting Maybe PS4 is the platform yeah. then. Mm. Um, or, or consider waiting a little bit. Yeah, wait. Um, uh, moving on to the next news is... Or crack it. Or, yeah, or... or could go, you be the one? Or seal the high seas. No, um, that. <laughs> uh, Moving on, next news topic, the Castlevania teaser. So... Oh, I haven't seen this yet. Okay, really? so Netflix yeah. uh, Netflix is bringing a, an animated Castlevania series uh, out. It, this is going, it's going really hard for your nostalgia boner right out of the gate. Yeah, um, don't you talk about my boner. It's, I love this, and uh, so it shows, like the first thing it shows is an NES. Here's, yeah. the, the least <laughs> realistic thing about this entire trailer, by the way, is that the fact that they put it, the cartridge into the console and it immediately works. They oh, don't have to like you don't have to like yeah. jam it down a bunch of times or like like jam another cartridge in there to try and like hold it down. No. It also, just Evan Spacey? also yeah. player two controller plugged in and just left there like that? Amateurs. Nobody does that. Mm -hmm. um, but so this is gonna be um, the new animated series. They blocked out the Trinitron logo up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's being written by let's see uh, or written and executive produced by Warren Ellis, who's a very renowned writer of comic books. He actually, um, uh, he created the Red comic that's been made into uh, uh, two feature movies? films, two movies, uh, starring Bruce Willis. And oh, I, I really like those movies. Yeah. They're the ones about like the retired spies who like get back into it using like their all old school technology. Yeah. And they're all like crusty. I love it. Um, so he's, yeah, he's written and he's um, executive uh, co-producing. Um, he also worked on Transmetropolitan, Global Frequency, Trees, Injection. He's written for Astonishing X-Men. He did the extremist story arc for Iron Man, which was the basis for um, the MCU's Iron Man 3. Basically, like, dude works. And Better he works, and he works good. Uh, so it's very exciting that he is... Uh, that he's really overseeing this, I'm I'm pretty stoked about I it. I like that art direction, the yeah. art style that they well, have. It reminds me a lot of uh, I don't know if you guys have ever saw Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks, yeah. It looks a lot like it. It looks great. Yeah, so the, this game, teaser though. really doesn't share too much. Uh, it basically just shows the impelled skeletons, the castle, call for a savior, stylish exit from a sarcophagus, um, and the um, then the call for the the man who will kill Dracula. Do and we, that's really all know, it shows. Do we know anything about time frame or release window or anything? Um, ben, could you go ahead and, and look that up? I think they July might have... July 7th is when it's supposed to come July out. July 7th. So yeah, it's coming, oh, it's coming shit. very, really very soon. soon. Yeah, next month. month. This is one of the few times where I can look at something that was a video oh, game it. property. What? That's the first day of RTX, so I'm not going to be able to watch it for a few days. Um, uh, well, you here's go home the thing. At night? Uh, what if you just create a panel or a community get together or mm. something to watch it all together, mm -hmm. uh, and that way you we'll get to it, see uh, it? We'll call it Theater Mode Castlevania with Gus. Hey. We'll find out the legality hey. of that. Hey. <laughs> hey. I want in. Uh, yeah, sure, Gus Ashley. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this is one of those times where I'm looking at it, I'm cautiously hopeful because you see, anytime they try and translate a video game to another medium, they always seem to end up with just a steaming pile of crap. Yeah. But Castlevania might be a good one for it because it is, um, it's a, like a, a story or a type of story that the non-gaming public is already familiar with. It's like, oh yeah, we know a Dracula. Oh, you're gonna try and kill a Dracula. Cool. Mm -hmm. Also, I think what they're doing right here is instead of going to Hollywood, they're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're growing to people who actually respect the content. Well, I, I feel like Netflix is okay with taking risks and doing things to preserve artistic vision, as opposed to, like you say, like Hollywood, where everything's done safely by committee. So I could, I could see it working. And then to your point, like you say, Dracula exists as folklore, as folk tales. Like this is a story that transcends the video game medium. So 
I could, I'm cautiously optimistic as well. It definitely seems like they're relying a little bit on nostalgia, just because actually where I got that release date from was a poster they dropped two days ago, um, which I think Stab can throw up, but it's based on the old like Nintendo cartridge yeah. like poster. I think they're relying on nostalgia too, because they open with a shot of an NES. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're definitely trying to show like its origins, but um, I, I think they can do well. Also, I'm, I'm happy with the hands that it's in. So mm -hmm. um, we'll see how that goes. We don't have Good all that Good luck, long Castlevania. Moving on to the next news item. <sighs> Cosplay weapons banned at a convention, Boo. specifically uh, Phoenix Comic Con. So that was last weekend. Yeah. Um, and there was an incident at the convention. Um, uh, a man was arrested for carrying uh, real weapons inside the event. And not just like a weapon. He was carrying, let's see, where is this? Three handguns, a shotgun, a bunch of knives. That's more. He likes to be realistic. That's more than you can carry in battlegrounds. It's like, <laughs> here's the thing: is like I read that, and it sounds like a video game character inventory. Uh, the dude apparently thinks he was like, being like the real life Punisher. It, he can't decide P92 or P1911. Yeah. Oh, which one do I do? Uh, like, 45 I just, or nine millimeter. I like them both so much. Ammo. I'll take you both. Yeah, that as a cosplayer, that it's it's two things like. A, I completely understand why they would ban <laughs> weapons because, like, least realistic weapons. Because, you know, it's a big convention. If someone carries guns in, that's a really bad fucking thing. But at, at the same time, like, all these people worked really hard. Like, I made, I made a prop recently, and it took me, like, two weeks and, like, maybe, like, 50, 60 hours. And if I, brought, a lot of hours. if I brought that to a con and they were like, no, 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 I'd be like, well, this was my favorite thing and now I'm sad. Yeah, people's lives and safety is more important than your work into your weapon. But though. my fake Roadhog hook is not like something like, <laughs> that's not what a, the, the guy, a weapon. The guy had knives. So, what um, constitutes a weapon? So what right. constitutes a, any, a weapon any is any edged weapon, impact weapon, firearm, archery weapon, um, but then it also extended to fictional weapons like lightsabers and phasers and right. that kind of thing that are so like definitely weapon real. adjacent. Well, I mean, right. If you're getting down to that granularity, literally anything's a weapon. Yep. You, you bring, you get rid of chairs in the convention because someone could brain someone with a chair. Yeah, they. I mean, they did say that, like, you know, like cooking utensils. Like, if someone has like the magic spatula of overcooked, I don't know that that would be okay. But that anything that looked weapon-ish was not gonna fly. I, and I get it, yeah. at least for the duration of that convention. Mm. Uh, I do hope that we don't see this as an ongoing trend. But this guy was unhinged. He said that he was going to punish bad police officers. He considered himself like the a real life punisher. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Um, yeah. And he also apparently had a huge vendetta against Green Ranger Jason David Frank and was, was Who gave potentially going after him. a very strange statement. It was a weird statement. Well, it was, it was, it was not saying, that the statement um, was weird, it was just his tone was very strange. Like he was just like, so happy to be in front of a camera again, someone's looking at me. And then, but he's giving this very serious Statement about like, hey, you know, we're not weapons, and he's like, yeah, no, it's real bad to have things here. But he may also giving him the benefit of the doubt. There may have been trying to, to like, keep everyone's Spin like spirits yeah, up, yeah. not panic yeah. people by treating it as like this crazy, terrifying thing. He may have been dying quietly on the inside because it would imagine like being a guest at a convention and then hearing that someone was coming after you with weapons. Like that would be a little bit scary. Yeah. So why would you pick out the Green Ranger? He was the best. He's the nicest guy, yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, and then, this, well, this guy clearly had problems. Yeah. Somewhat uh, tangent to this, uh, there was also the guy who crashed the stage at that Street Fighter V tournament. I don't know if you right. saw that. Like, like in the middle of an, of yeah, an important match. At the end of the second round, he ran up on stage, like tapped one of the competitors on the shoulder and started talking to him. And the competitor doesn't know, he's like, 
you know, what's going on? He doesn't know if this guy is like an official <laughs> yeah. or something. And then like the whole match is disrupted. They had to eject the guy. Then they gave the person who was interrupted like a free bar of his super <laughs> filled up. So that to try to like compensate for the interruption. He ended up losing still. Uh, but it's just like so weird that you have these people. Like you're at a competitive event. You're watching a competitive event. Yeah. There are people on a stage competing and you're like, you know what? This would be a great time to let them know I'm a big fan. Hey. Yeah, dude. I mean, is there not is this, don't, don't do it. There? So yeah, this is um, it, it, yeah. this is you can the match right really here. Close. See, the guy just hops, hops up. up, being like, "Hey, big fan! Like, what, what are you doing?" So it was before the match had started, right? And you can see, like, they cut to the the footage here, and then also, I mean, they have a little gif here. Oh, that was it. So he just ran up and said hi, and then. Yeah, yeah, and then so, he like hops off and runs away, and, and the he, guys he obviously. Leaves and the guys like, what? Wait, uh, yeah. what? But at the same time, that is going to take you out of a headspace. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that guy's job. He's got to be in a certain mind place to be able to do it, because that's. It's like remember reaction. when um, when like when Christian Bale freaked out on the set of Terminator, mm -hmm, and it was mm -hmm. this huge thing in the press because he was upset that he was he had to do like this this super emotional scene, and this guy in the middle of the live shooting was like, you know what? I'm going to go and adjust these lights, um, and everyone. Acted like Christian Bale was this horrible person because of it, which, you know, sure, maybe a little bit overboard, but he was also like professionally super amped up in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, all right, um, be normal, be normal. All right, cry for your life. Right, yeah. And, you know, like, like take all that emotion, everything, all the rage and anger that you feel. Now, let out the words. And then, like, you got so some method. fucker like messing with lights and shit. You're like, yeah. All that anger, all that's that worked up, like all that, guess somewhere. what? That's going somewhere and it's going at you. Mm -hmm. So like that headspace thing is a, like it's for, you know, for performers, it's very real thing. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. I will say I, when you describe the situation to me, I was assuming it was going to be much more dramatic than that. But that's still not cool. Yeah, it's still like someone coming up from behind. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in your space, you're focusing this way. And, right. then someone, and you're like, what? You're, you're not expecting that. Also, so he probably got on stage to tell the guy to calm down because I guess he felt like he needed a coach. Wait, what? Yeah, here, I'll see if I can find it. I mean, he probably didn't, could he even hear the guy? He had the headphones yeah, on, like so that's probably why he took him off and was confused. If someone tapped him and said something, he had no idea what the hell it yeah, was. Yeah, it's like you're on stage, you're not expecting anything yeah. remotely like that to happen. So, that's fine. Um... But uh, let's see. Uh, we'll move on to this is a great Nintendo Switch story, actually. Oh, is this the, this, no, this no, is the this is a great one. This is um, so Nintendo is pretty good with about building, you know, resilient hardware. They're used to building it so it can survive kids. This one though might take the cake. So a YouTuber has gone the extra mile for a durability test. They used a drone to carry a Nintendo Switch a thousand feet in the air and then drop it into a parking lot onto concrete. Uh, it survived. I wonder what the terminal Working. velocity of a switch is. Like, how survived? It, well, it works. There it goes. There it goes. So you can see it um, in the video here. It drops. It hits on the left Joy-Con. Man, the, the, honestly, the left Joy-Con kind of has like a rough life. Isn't that the one that also had Ooh. all the issues? Yeah. Well, they, so it landed on the left Joy-Con. They picked it up. It was still working. It was still on, still powered. Everything worked except the left Joy-Con was broken. It's uh, pretty busted up looking. Fairly no, I think that's just Joy-Con there. That's, oh, it's no, just the it's, strap. It's, it, yeah, because it's like, it's taped and stuff. So, oh, the strap um, is that, Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. so that broke. But the rest of the, the thing is actually still working. This is incredible. That's pretty Yeah, impressive. no kidding, dude. What the fuck? It reminds me a little bit of, do you remember the uh, the Bulletproof Xbox? There was some, there was some incident with the um, original Xbox, Xbox One, uh, that <laughs> <laughs> um, where there were like, there was a domestic disturbance, something, and 
a gunshot ended up like hitting an Xbox and it still, it continued to work. Like <laughs> it did not break the Xbox and everyone was like, bulletproof Xbox. Was it yes. through and through or did the bullet stop in the Xbox? I think it ricocheted. Okay. Uh, but the point being that the Xbox could not be defeated by a bullet. I wonder <laughs> how many people after that went and shot their Xboxes. Just to try it out. I've taken apart a few Xboxes. Well, not Xbox One, so I don't know. A original Xboxes. Uh, yeah, OG Xbox. OG. Yes. First just Xbox. Yeah, there's not a lot in there but a hard drive that probably could have bounced off. Maybe they were built like drive? They were built like bricks, though. Yeah, they were fucking, yeah. Well, they were heavy like bricks, but fun that was about where the comparison's at. Fun ended. story. Bernie actually has an original Xbox. Um, this was... I, it was like, I don't know if it was auctioned for charity or what it was exactly, but he has an original Xbox, um, and it has a bunch of signatures from people in the industry. I signed it. Really? Oh, that's before, over in the conference room. Before Bernie and I knew each other. Uh-huh. Like, we're, we, both of our signatures are still on this Xbox. There are weird. so many years that, like, we orbited each other, like, just in the industry. Because there's also a bunch of times where, like, I knew you. I met you at the first PAX. So, anyway, weird. Crazy. But, uh, bulletproof consoles, awesome. All right, moving on to the glitch of the week, which uh, this just came out this morning. So the only description I have in my notes is, "What the fuck, Nintendo?" What happened? Yeah. I know okay, what it so is, Ben. Let's. Um, <laughs> if, can we can we bring this up? Uh, Show this the picture. is this is how voice chat for Splatoon is going to work. Oh, let's fucking look at this no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Take all it right, in, Adam. So, you have, first of all, this platoon-shaped dongle thing, which admittedly, while cute... Is it a squid or a kid? You mean the butt <laughs> um, You have to have cords that go between the headset and the squid. It's, it's an audio splitter, essentially. Yes. yes um, back to the console and out to your phone. And well, those are like... Combiner. Yeah, and those are like... 20 inches long, mm -hmm. so everything is going to be like all jammed up on you so at all times. Imagine playing that on your TV if it's in the dock. Right. Then you have to be 20 just, inches from your TV. No. Just imagine it. Yes. How the fuck? Oh, and, yes. and admittedly, Look I want to add an asterisk here. This is not an official first party headset. This is a third party headset that's going to be sold. That's for a huge asterisk. Which is in the game. Right. That's a huge asterisk. Which is in but the game. But it is, it is officially licensed by Nintendo. This is a product Nintendo looked at and said, yes, this that is. That is in the game. This is like that headset. And it's not a, it's only a normal sized asterisk, Adam, I would argue, because this Nintendo hasn't told us what their solution is. If their solution is any different, they haven't said anything, the, which means the story is being written yeah. by this shit. Their solution, they the Nintendo been, solution, may be a longer cord, yeah, they which have, would also be bullshit. They, I mean, they, well, no, they have said, uh, like, in, in previous statements about their, their VOIP is that you have to do it through the phone. Yes. Yes, yes they have. Is so, there Bluetooth on the Switch? No. No. There's no, there's no Bluetooth. That's a big problem. There's no Bluetooth headphones. Man, that's crazy. But this looks like garbage. Let, let, let me play devil's advocate for one second. What do you got? Did you guys play Splatoon? Yes, I love Splatoon. Did you yes. use Did you use voice chat in that? No, because no. there wasn't any. No. And it was fine. Yeah, because it's just like a, it was, it's, a, let, it's a casual it was, fun let, game. Let me tell you something. Okay. Do you oh. wish there was voice chat in Mario Kart 8 on the Switch? No. Hell yes. yes. All the trash talking Hell that we did. Hell yeah. I, I enjoy. Okay. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I like from, turning you off. I, 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 I did. I did enjoy like the post game t between match That's text, bullshit. calling you a little bitch and things like that. Like that was fun. Yeah, but see, you shouldn't have to be done you via should text not. message. We had Twitter DMs going uh, yeah. for one match at one point. No, no, no. You're and totally we'd have right. To, like, put, totally like, right. We'd have to like put down the switch, go over to Twitter, type out our shit, and then be like, "Oh, match is starting," and then like go back to it. It, you know. It's, Voice chat there's, matters now. If that is the solution for Nintendo's for voice over IP, there's no way I'm fucking using it. Yeah, that's at, garbage. At, at, if I have to use voice, 
I will just either make a phone call to someone, put my headphones in, or I will use like dis the Discord app with no. I mean, that's basically what you're doing. It's basically it's what you're Skype doing. Skype call you mixed with the it's audio. Bullshit, dude. Which, to be fair, that is not a complicated setup. You could easily replicate that with with hardware you can get oh. from yeah. Best Buy. Yeah, but you're or, still going to have a, a mess of cords. Yeah, or you know what you I could do is I could just have like I could have if I have to do it through my phone. Just use Discord, Bluetooth headset, phone in the pocket, don't worry about it, and then you're fine. Right. That is a mess. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I think the Discord Bluetooth solution is going to end up being that's what the, I would, best, yeah, that's the best what way I would to do. approach this. Right. Yeah, so, that's where Nintendo's main seems to be their, their huge failing right now on their network side, which they're about to charge for. Have not something they've been they not have not, doing until they have, now. They haven't said when they're going to charge, but they're going to. I think they said by the end of this year. I was surprised. They, if you got, did you guys play the Global Test Punch? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was very surprised at how a how smooth it was online, and b like how like not sophisticated, but how creative their lobby system was for arms. So in the arms lobby, you basically get eight to ten players together, and you're all in this lobby, and you're just rotating around on the screen, but you're getting placed into matches like rapid fire. So you'll get a one on one, and then you go back to the lobby. You wait a second, then it'll be like it'll spin all the player icons around and drop you in a two v two. Then it'll then you go to another match and drop you in, and it'll sort of like shuffle you around with who you're playing with, and also what kind of game touch you're playing. So it's rapid fire, and it's like really it's really smooth, and I never had any drops and. It was great, and you got rewards for being there longer, and I thought actually it worked amazingly. Well, their, their gameplay creative people are doing a really, really good job. Whatever their headset creative right. team is doing, <laughs> I think needs some work. Well, that's where they fall apart, Is and this could be also spun, however, you know, to give them some credit, this could be spun as a feature in some ways, but the social interaction level of their network is nigh a, a non-existent. I mean, it just right. there's not a good way. Shut up, phone. There's not a good way to interact with other people. Did you just talk people. to your crotch? <laughs> I mean, it's just shy of. Uh, a bit to the right. Um, Some people hang that way. Uh, not today. Um, but different ways. You know, sometimes. It gets, maybe it gets It's moves. uncomfortable if it hangs to the left for me. Anyway, go ahead. It just depends on where you're sitting, man. I mean. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> maybe you're working with less than I am. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and I would be able to tell you what I was working with if they had any way for me to communicate <laughs> it on Nintendo. And I agree that, you know, this has worked for them in the past. And it's because they have not charged for that online service. But once we enter that realm of where they're charging a premium for the online service, then they have to be able to fulfill the voice and text communication better. Right. Ex expectations change a lot once you start paying for a service. Well, that let starts, me, by let the me way, spin fall it. 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, they come out and said, I'm finding a few articles that say it'll cost between 2,000 and 3,000 yen, so about 17 to 26 bucks okay. a year, which is pretty good. Uh, compared to like Xboxes and PlayStation models, mm -hmm. uh, and then as well, I believe like Nintendo's come out and said that like they're the one developing like the Switch app, so that that's they're going primarily through the phone. It seems. Yeah. So app. So cool. Fine. Whatever. But let, we need still need to talk about the. Headset. Let me give one. This is you know as I'm loath to defend Nintendo, but the one redeeming factor about this though is by divesting those features from the the console itself, I can hand it to my kid. And no one's gonna tell him that they're gonna fuck his mom. Oh, true. Here's a, here's a, actually when you said switch app, it made me think about something that kind of ties into what you said. It could be, and it's pure speculation. I might be crazy here. It could be that when they eventually launch a switch app, you can link it with your Nintendo ID so that your phone knows what games you're playing via the online service, and you don't have to plug in. I mean, they'd kind of have to. But. Right, and it pipes everything, so you don't have to plug your phone into the splitter. You can plug headset. In oh your no, phone. it's definitely not gonna. Pump game audio. You don't think it, I guess no, there's too much is latency too, for that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's too interdependent. Yeah. Uh, not a good solution. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe you put an in earbud elegant. in and you listen to it via your speakers. Yeah, you put earbuds in, then you have the over ear yeah, headphones. Yeah, I don't know. And Fred says Splatoon 2 will be compatible with an upcoming Nintendo Switch app for oh. smart devices that enhances online play. This app will connect to the game and allow players to set appointments to play with friends who have been added to the Nintendo Switch friend list or via their social media accounts. Super free 3 p.m. Gus. We got a yeah. We got a 3:05 uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> test test punch coming up. <laughs> The app right, well, also allows players to match up with those friends directly in the game or voice chat with them via their smart device. Good news is finding. that we're not going to have too much longer, I think, to wait to find out what Nintendo's sort of first-party solutions are going to look like because E3 is less than two weeks away. You know they're going to be talking about this stuff. Um, they'll be talking about their launch plan for the online and, all, all, well, you know, online voice and yeah. on their basically plan for the year. So we'll find out exactly what it is they have planned. Until then, it is speculation, but this worries me. Um, but before, instead of, let's not get too bogged down, uh, we're going to move on to game chat. We're going to talk about uh, Friday the 13th. But first, I'd like to thank Blue Apron for making this episode possible. Uh, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You can choose from a variety of new recipes every week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes aren't repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. Some upcoming meals include beef teriyaki stir-fry, baked spinach and egg flatbread, and crispy salmon. Oh, and I looked another one up, one of the ones coming up next week is that I'm I'm dude I'm totally ordering this one is it's seared steaks and salsa verde with fingerling potatoes asparagus and radishes mm. doesn't that sound amazing that is, we need I'm have, absolutely getting we that. need to have that here while you do the yes. ad read it's like yeah do, do, do like a little meals? mini mukbang yeah. <laughs> this is an example and now watch us enjoy it I'm in it um, blue aprons freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right you can customize your recipes every week based on your preferences and blue apron has several delivery options so so you can choose what fits your needs. And there's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. If you go on vacation, you don't have to worry about a bunch of gross food like rotting away because what you get is going to be there for you and it's going to be fresh. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com glitch. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com glitch. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yeah, I uh, I put my service on hold for the week. I'll be at E3, Perfect. so that I don't I don't miss anything. And Same last night, me. last night I cooked the uh, honey rhubarb chicken with asparagus and fingerling potatoes. It was delicious. Really I don't think good. I've ever cooked with, with rhubarb before. I like every time I cook now because I've been playing um, a lot of Overcooked recently. <laughs> I always like like I visualize that in my brain. I started playing Overcooked this past weekend. Really? Yeah, it's a uh, it's hard. It's <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's, a much better social game. It's yeah. a, if you're it's playing by like, yourself, you're not really getting the full experience. No, definitely not. Yeah. It's an, it, it has a campaign that you can play by yourself, but it's really not made for that at all. I, I like playing with myself. That's why you hang to the left. Right. Okay. Oh, Going over the right? I said the right. Uh, I don't keep track of where you dang. Righty. Hey, what's up? Sorry. <laughs> a very inappropriate conversation. Uh, no, no, no. It's a very appropriate it's conversation. Pretty standard conversation. Right? Um, all right, so now let's move on. Let's talk about Friday the 13th. <laughs> What the fuck is that? That's from Friday the game. That's from Friday. There. That is from Friday the Thirteenth. This game is so crazy glitchy. People have now figured out um, wow. uh, the camp counselors. You can fly, and then Jason oh, just like can the never get you. How the fuck can you fly? It's the I don't you, know. It's a you, goddamn. This game ground. is so freaking 
buggy Douglas and glitchy Adams, and proud, crazy. You know. um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, Friday the 13th um, just came out for PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's developed by Ilphonic and published by Gun Media. The summary of the game is that it's a third-person horror survival game where players take on the role of a teen counselor or, for the first time ever, Jason Voorhees. The second time. Yeah, you were Jason in the NES game. For the second time, for the first time, for oh, the last time. Oh, you also play him for in, the in Justice or Mortal Kombat, one of the two. Oh, right, yeah. So it's the third time. Yeah. For not the first time ever, <laughs> but definitely <laughs> like for that? a time. Um, well, uh, look, maybe it's in his natural <laughs> habitat, right? <laughs> I guess, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So basically, it's an, it's an eight-player game. Uh, in a match, one person randomly gets selected as uh, Jason and is the, the hunter, and then the seven other players end up as these teenage camp counselors in the horror movie who have to try to um, escape or survive uh, while uh, Jason is hunting everyone down and killing them. And each of the different counselors, and you're, you're randomly selected which one you get um, in any round. No, um, that's not true. You can select your counselor. Yeah. Right, but the Jason is randomly selected. No, you can select your... Oh, exactly. who is the Jason? Yes. Sorry, there's two things that work here. You can pick I, I counselors and Jason versions. You can, you can do random counselors. I, I want to fix something you can I said do random, last but. Okay. You are not Jason in the NES version. You are the counselors. Okay. Ah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Second time ever. Yeah. So for the second time, for the first <laughs> time, for the last time. The first time in recent memory. <laughs> On this generation. Um... Yeah, the, the game so far has got kind of a mixed reception. Um, so on Steam, it's currently got a 66% thumbs up. It's got a 71 on Metacritic, a 5.6 community score on Metacritic, a 67 on OpenCritic. Uh, people who like the game like it. It's very reminiscent of a lot of the sort of asymmetrical horror survival games that have come out lately, like the like the Dead by Daylight or Dead Dead by Dead by Daylight? Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight's. Um, which you Revolve. play quite a, a yeah. bit of, right, Ryan? Mm -hmm. Damned. It is definitely not Dead by Daylight, uh, unfortunately. Uh, it, it, it's so I, I, I yeah. haven't played it yet, but I sat in and watched you guys when Achievement Hunter streamed it yesterday, and it seems like a fun game when you're sitting in a room playing together like that. That's kind of the the main point there. Is okay, so. Gus, hook me up with some more of that celebration drink. Uh, I may have finished it. I'll let you know. One of you finished off the entire bottle. Nice. Yeah, I've been drinking. Been hitting it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what makes this game feel a lot more like a Jason murder simulator, which you only get to play randomly, um, is that your chances as a counselor are fairly limited. Now, what playing it online as a random counselor is not a lot of fun. No. So that's what I was doing. That's the experience that I've had so far. So um, I uh, I ended up getting it on PC because um, when it came out, uh, like at its launch, it had a really, really rough launch. Would you care for some juice? I'm good, thank you. Would you no care for juice? I'm good. Other juice? Booze, booze juice? I'm, I'm juiced out. I'm going to juice myself. Coffee? Also okay. good. <laughs> um, we need a drink service tray. <laughs> Uh, we'll just like bar always open the drink tray, <laughs> just but drag it in, you like. inhale off that and you might get a little Thank bit you. drunk. Um, so the game came out and there were all kinds of crazy connection issues. People not being able to get to matches, like trying for like 10 minutes just to get into a match, which could then be over in a couple of minutes. Um, super frustrating, really rough launch. The Xbox version, uh, I was going to, like I probably would have got that because that's where a lot of my friends play online and I would have had a better chance of at least doing like private matches or something. Well, that one launched and it wasn't even up to the version of the PS4 and PC. It was like the, it was missing like its day zero patch or 
Yeah, they said that it, it didn't get through in time. Yeah. Um, and so it was like that one was behind and people were having a bunch of issues there. So I ended up going PC because I heard that it was best for connections overall and like, okay, cool. But then as a result, like I don't have a like a multiplayer crew to uh -huh. really roll with. So I was playing by myself. I never got to be Jason. I was only ever a counselor. And... I, I think I'm not the demographic for these games because I hid in a closet for five minutes until the police came. That is so, not an uncommon thing to do. And then, you see a lot. Well, okay, let's address the big glaring issues with it real quick. Um, okay, so when you first start off in a lobby, you ready up and advance to another screen. So the lobby fills up, you ready up, you advance to another screen where you, you typically lose two to three of those players. Oh, God. It's an eight-player game. Because connection issues. Because of oh connection God. issues. But then it tries to repopulate people on that screen. So you then sit on that second screen for a further few minutes yep. while it tries to find people to replicate. It is not great at picking people in your region. I've had more than one occasion where it's been uh, the names of people popping in were all in kanji, which implies to me that perhaps they were not local. Mm. So, Potentially. You don't know leads. that. Also, that game never launched. <laughs> Once those people hopped in, I never got past that screen. So I think it was just picking, like, desperation yeah. move. Give me anybody. Uh, okay, so you finally get in the game. You're probably not Jason. So what you're going to do is you're going to just roam around. <clears throat> with very little ability to coordinate with other people. There is in-game chat, Yep. but... You don't have to use a cell phone for it. A plus. Well, <laughs> you say that. As near as I understand it, because I've, I've not... I didn't really use the in-game chat, but I think it's all proximity-based. Unless you find a cell phone or a yes. radio, in I, which case then you can communicate. I would think that's that. the way it should work. Kind yeah. of, but the problem is you start all spread out, but it is very much a game where the, the only chance that the counselors have is... Coordination. Yep. If you're spread out and just all trying to fix different and closets, parts. let's be clear. The, no, the closets are not a great way to hide because Jason sees everything. Well, no, I played with the lame the Jason. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I did figure that out yesterday when we were playing, and, and uh, it was around where I was the last one alive, and Matt was Jason, and he couldn't find me because I was playing a character. All the various counselors have different strengths, and I was playing the bookish girl, which is high on stealth. So as long as I walked, yep. he couldn't really find me. Here's the walk speed, though. Ugh. So you know what? You know what's a real fucking problem with this? It was a little faster than that. It's no. really not. <laughs> I was there. Really I saw you. What, what Look, teenager? That's not, that's not her, though. That's, no, that's, they're all walking at about that speed. So, what teenage so you're not camp counselor is anywhere. that unfit? Right. Also, this, you have very little duration for sprint. So I was playing yesterday, and I finally was a camp counselor. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to get this card You together. were finally the counselor? You've been Jason? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're the I one was, getting no, no, them all? I was finally in the mood to actually try. Okay. So I got a character. I was alone. I was fine. I was walking slowly. Jason wasn't after me for once right. in the beginning. I got a battery. I put it in the car. No one was around me. And fucking bitch lady sprints up and is literally just running circles around me, like alerting Jason. And of course, fucking two seconds later, Jason shows up. Kills us. Yes. Like... This Fuck. Is, that's, this is what makes that game not fun online. But I will contend that in a LAN environment, it is actually pretty if enjoyable. Everyone is playing, the, like if you have friends mm -hmm. together and you're playing your roles, I can totally see where that game is. It's pretty fun. It's like, actually much more enjoyable. Yeah. It seemed like um, when you were playing it like with the other achievement hunters, <coughs> you had a really good time. Everyone was communicating and shouting, and that seems like exactly what you need in that game. Mm -hmm. If you're playing it as just a random online, it's really no good. Yeah, it really. I, I, I got to play as Jason once. Um, I didn't know what, what I was Jason. I, did, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, other than Gus. Do you know that Jason can teleport? Uh, oh yeah, I saw. Yep. Do you know oh, that yeah. Jason can go invisible? 
uh, and super fast while invisible. I didn't know. I didn't, and oh. you can kill while grab yeah, counselors yeah. while you're invisible. I knew about you the super fast You can also swim at about 100 miles an hour. Yeah, Jason, is, uh, his father was a shark. That's yes. what I learned. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fourth ability did other than turn houses red. Uh, rage. Well, no, you got sense, you've got the teleport, you've got the speed walk, uh -huh. ghost thing, and then rage, which is you just burst through doors. Oh, like, mine, you know wasn't, you mine, mine wasn't rage. But like, my default one was like stalk or something. Oh, yeah, so oh, there's, actually, yeah, yeah, there's actually right. different Rage mode is a different thing. Yeah. There's so actually a totally different button for that. You get access to additional <laughs> Jasons as you level yeah. up, right? They all have the basic same power set, so just some of them have different... Uh, like bonuses to what skills recharge faster. Okay. So, and, and they also have different weapons. Run. Like one will have like a spear, yeah. and one's gonna have like a machete, and and so, so on. So you get different kills. And it's a, it's actually like the max level Jason is the one that you would actually know from the movies, right? Oh, they're all they're all from they're various from, movies. Yeah. But I think you mean the max level one is the one with the machete. So it yes. takes a while to get right. to like Which machete is, cover art Jason. Yeah. The the teleport is weird. You can literally teleport anywhere in the map. Instantly. Instantly. With no yeah. cooldown, right? With, no, there is a cooldown. It's a really cool short cooldown. doing okay. it again. But um, there's no cooldown on emerging from teleport. You pop out of teleport, ready to go. Right. So there, there are times when I was Jason and the counselors would reverse away from me and I would just teleport behind the car. And then they run into me and they're like, ah! And it's like... Yeah. That's kind of like the movie, well, though. Well, yeah, that, that, that's know. what I was thinking. So it's like, it, 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 they, it's they little, never it's, explain it in the movie. It's, it's overpowered. About how he's omnipresent. But, like, from, from a player's perspective, they're like, okay, he's back there. And they're like, well, they run into the house and do something. And then suddenly Jason's right there. And, like, from that perspective, it actually kind of works. But, man, like, there are so many weird, janky things about Jason, even as you're, he's really overpowered. But, like, if they're standing behind a fence and you don't have teleport, you're fucked. Because, like, he can't get over fences. He just has to, like, walk slowly around them. And he walks slow as Fuck, dude. Some everyone, versions of him Everyone can run. walks so okay. slow. Also, you even as Jason that can't run, you still have to hold down shift to get his like. He'll do like a yeah. little <laughs> shambling almost jog. A shuffle. Yeah. As, as a counselor, it's very like, geriatric. Six out of eight matches I played as a counselor, I died in the first. I was like the first one to die. If, if you sprint it all in the beginning, he'll find you. In Which once you're the person to die first, it means you have to sit out the rest of the match and watch. And you if know what? You, want your experience. you know what I did my first. Oh. Match? Yes. 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 You know what I did my first match? I waited, and everyone got killed except one person. I was like, "Why is this Who one? Sat in why, a is, why is this one was person? It me? Was why, I in a closet? Why, why is this person a glory hole? I had no like I didn't because I hadn't seen the closet before. And then they got out of the closet for a second. Like, this is a fucking closet. They sat in the closet for the entire time. The counter was 14 minutes. We were and, playing together. And, <laughs> wow. And no, to make it worse, that. Jason was walking around and he couldn't figure out how to get in the fucking closet. So you just see Jason pacing back and forth, and I watched for a good 10 fucking minutes. Before I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, this sounds like a thing. nightmare. Dude, it here's was the, the worst. So I think partly what is causing this is uh, if you find a certain radio in the map, you can call in a character that is a hunter. Like, I guess he's from one of the previous His name movies. is Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. I got to be Tommy Jarvis. He sucks. It's the second time, it, once two people are dead, one of the, I think the first one to die will respawn as Tommy with a super powerful shotgun that has one shell in it. Little did I know. That's that's all you get, you, and you can blast Jason real good with it, but he falls over and gets right back up. Right, I blasted him with it. He fell over. They're like, "Oh, you need to have the jacket." I was like, "How the fuck? No fucking jacket." Well, if you want to, I got like, a shotgun. If you want to legit kill him, yeah, there's a whole process. There's you have to go. there's what like there's a sweater. There's, there you have um, to find his Chevy. hut. You have to find the hut that he he starts in, where his mom's sweater is. You put the sweater on, then. You have to wait until uh, he goes after the person with the sweater. Use, with the sweater on, you have an ability that you can activate with the Q button, which then stuns him. Then he starts to, well, you have to first knock his, nat his mask off. So you have to shoot the shit out of him or beat him and just until the mask comes off, which it eventually does. Then you use the Q ability, and he's like, 
you pretend to be his mom and you're like, ah, oh, Jason, don't do it. And while he's all like mesmerized by mom's sweater, you come up and get him behind by a different character. One of the non-Tommy or mom characters whacks him. Then he goes down to his knees. Then Tommy has to come in and finish him with a machete. Did you oh also God. mention that the person wearing the sweater has to be a female counselor? Yes, and the person wearing the sweater has to be a female. Sexism. God right? damn. Well, it's, you know, pretending to be mommy, I guess. That's the... <laughs> oh, that Man, sense. That, okay. that just sounds involved. I think overall this game would have been much better served if they had just released it as what it is, which is early access. I... And maybe not for $40. $40 is way too high for this game. It's... Yeah, it's... Um, uh, it's I love the concept a lot. I assume licensing fees well, has the, something to do with it. The that. thing is, too, like, this, so this game was delayed. It was meant to come out last year, is in October, I think. And so it's been delayed. It came out. It's a buggy mess. Now, what what I was hearing was that they delayed it in order to add um, some progression systems and stuff, so there's more replayability. But I would have much preferred to have the game release um, as early access. Just say, you know what? It's got bugs. We've got to add stuff. It's uh, we got you know we have a bunch of work to do, but it's in a playable state. We want to see what you think. We want to get your feedback. We want to develop it with you. Let's do this and do it as early access. But they didn't. It's released as a retail product, and it's not. And it had there a beta. Yet. Like, it's not like this is the first time it's hit the street. Um, yeah, the progression stuff is kind of I've been nice. on the streets so yeah. long, Ryan. The, but the, I don't think they do any level matching. I think people's biggest... Because there's not, like, a global level. So you no. could be facing a Jason or a counselor that has some... There is some, a, You do have a global level. You have a, 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 a one progression number that goes up. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think people's biggest complaint is that Jason's overpowered. But for me, the biggest complaint is the game doesn't feel good to play. Like, none yeah. of the characters control well... The, the lack of being able to run more than five feet before you're out of stamina is nuts. Do you think you that these are issues that can be addressed in a patch? Do you think this is fixable? Yeah, like... We'll get to a point where... Uh, that's uh, that's why I was originally going to wait like a year or two and see if it got any a better. A year or two? Dude, I, I don't like... I love the concept. I don't need to play this game right away. How do you feel about the FOV on the, the counselor? Because eh. it feels real rough to me. It's a little... T- like, do you, do you wish it was wider? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel there like are a lot thematically of... that that this I mean, makes sense though. The, the, I think I think it works, especially when you're digging through drawers and it's right over their shoulder, and you you see that you're afraid if it pulls back, you'll see Jason like that creates a little bit of tension. Other thing is this game is not scary at all. I'm like the biggest wuss in this office. No scary. You're like first off, you know immediately when Jason's around you because it plays the yeah. music. Mm-hmm. So I, you're find like, it, okay. I find it frustrating more than anything. Which the, you know a lot. Of, I know a lot of the elements are made to like the like randomly stumbling while you're trying to run because it's right. it's typical horror movie trope. Yeah. Um. You know, like all that sort of stuff is. Yeah. It's not. I don't feel jump scared. No. Um. I just generally feel kind of frustrated with. Everyone. Yeah, and I just have to recognize that it's not my kind of game, and that's okay. Yeah. It, uh, uh, I think part of the, the lack of scare is because you f- never feel at any point like you have a chance. Yeah, no, no. If, definitely in Dead not. by Daylight, you're like, well, if I maybe if I duck around this thing or I pull this thing down, then I can maybe I can just hide over there and I'll and right. walk. And you have that moment where he like walks by you and you're like, fuck. Yeah. With yeah. Jason, it's like, oh, he turned his sense on. Hey, what you doing down there? And, you're and, dead. I, and I feel like Jason should be totally overpowered, but like to some extent, like. If Jason could run forever and you could run forever and he couldn't teleport or anything like that, maybe that would be a little bit better balance and get rid of those moves. But, I mean, there's a million things with the counselors that's wrong. Like, when you want to pick up any item of importance, you have to hold down the E button for three seconds. So, like, mm-hmm. I want that battery. I got the battery. It's fucking nuts, dude. And your, your experience as Jason is you spawned into the world. It's like, there's some circles over there. Yep. All right. Let me wait about two minutes. And then I'll, because you start with one ability and the, the rest of them unlock over time. So you're like, all right, I'll just stroll around for a minute. All right, everything's open? All right. Uh, there's a circle over there. It means someone's running. Teleport to that location. 
Uh, turn on sense. All right, they're right there. I'm going to go invisible, fly right up to them. I'll snatch them off the ground before they even come out of invisibility. Yep. Uh, and as long as no one's around, because they can't communicate with each other, plebs, I'll, uh, I'll stamp them into the ground a few times and I win. Yep. Unless they have a knife. The Unless they have a knife, which frequently happens. And you can, I mean, you can turn around and full out lay Jason out if you come at him with a, you time it right. You time it right, with yeah. His, certain things. Anything, like a bat. <laughs> the tutorial talks a lot about this combat mode, which you can turn on and it says like, dodge. I have not figured out dodge. So every time I've gotten grabbed by Jason, it's like mash E to, to yeah. release. It pops up. The second it pops up, you get killed. Like there's Pretty that much. there's yeah. that little time. There's no getting and there's no mashing e because it's a bar you have to fill up. The one thing I'll give that game is the animation when Jason comes out from the water into your boat is great. <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> they spend a lot of time so, on the kills. So, the kills so are gruesome and worthy. Play for the boat kills. Play for the boat. Play for kills. any of the kills. Also, the kills if you want to swim really fast as Jason, he's a great swimmer. Yeah. Yes. Good Olympic calories like Michael Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the weed. Minus the and weed. <laughs> You'll drown the person immediately. So just don't go in the water. But there, as a survivor, you got the kind of the interesting twist on it is you do have multiple ways to escape, which is kind of a problem because that leads to the non-being able to communicate no, yeah. players just doing random the, things. Yeah, well, it the also other... means like, you know, you have to go through, like, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to now go through every drawer in every house, just like one it's by all, one by one, random. searching for things yes. because I've got to find a key and a battery and I've got to repair the car. And I, like, so there are all these different steps and you may have like some random person who's got the only keys yeah. mm, and it's yeah. just like, I'm like walking around with them. And ran off of the wood, no got idea. killed by Jason, the, you'll never find it. Right, the, the, the other thing is that all this, this, the scenario you play, it's the same every single time. It's the yeah. same place, the same fucking stupid cutscene in the beginning where they show the stupidest face they could possibly show, <laughs> and that's it. You're I mean, right, it's a great face. The, the same location can work for some games. It seems to be working very well for battles. Oh, there are three maps. Oh, yeah. But there they are, are getting maps. Oh, are there three maps? There are three maps. Map. How, how do you get the, I've, I can I've played see like, how you might not think they were different, I've played there are three different times maps. Oh man, maybe it just still a... feels the same. Well, it's because it's, it's all woods and cabins at night. All right, it's all well, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm it, sorry. And it's the as far as I can tell, what changes is the layout of where the cabins are, but it's still like a specific like set of cabins with the they, right. and they all have the same layout. Just where they are exactly changes a little bit. Yeah, it's not significantly different. Yeah. Hey Ryan. Yeah, what's up? Nice watch. Thank you. Is that a movement watch? You know it is. Fabulous, because I'd like to thank uh, Movement Watches for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please. Uh, I absolutely, I love the watch they got me. See, I got, you got the nice black and red one. I have a blue, like Neither a, of a, us are on camera. Hey, we both hey, reached off of camera. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not a close up. <laughs> We're doing it. We're Just real. Over Adam. Adam, look happier. There you go. Uh, which direction is the key? It's the one with the red light. There. <laughs> Uh, Where's focus? Uh, we, it's on Adam's face. There we face. go. Yes. In yes. Beard. We did it. Hey. We did it. Okay. We're really good at this. Um, so as you can tell, our watches are really, really sweet. Adam likes them a lot. Love um, mine. <laughs> MVMT was actually started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylus watches like ours, uh, but they couldn't afford them, so they started their own watch company. These watches start at just $95 at a department store, or at a department store for the equivalent kind of watch, or an apartment store, <laughs> if you're in the market for that as well. Um, you'd be looking at four to 500 bucks. Movement figured out that by selling online, they're able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup, so they can provide the best possible price. And also, really cool is you can change out the band. I like to change out the bands on mine all the time. Sometimes I change this out for a black band. 
just to you know feel extra stylish. It's cool. Um, you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash glitch. Now's the time to step up your watch game so that when someone says, hey, what time is it? You don't have to say, time to get a watch because you've already got one. Uh, go to MVMT.com slash glitch. Nice. Nice. That's quite musical. Actually, I didn't. Can you do the, the is that the, oh, the right kind right. of glass? You have to have liquid in there, though. Oh, yeah. It also has to be crystal, yeah. Oh, that's just, okay. Yeah, I don't know I, how this works. This is not. I'm not classy enough to know the difference between glass and crystal, but that's fine. It makes, I don't... It, it makes a different ding. Yeah, it's got oh. harmonics. Yeah. That's glass. We need some crystal glasses. Yeah, right. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Maybe we can. What's the uh, budget for our crystal on this show? <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get some for, with our all our E3 money because yeah. you guys E3 is less than two weeks away. Let's talk about it. Man, man. Yes, I'm so excited. It's like a week and a half away. It's so soon. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, trying there's... not to think about it too much. Um, so we're doing E3 again. If you caught uh, the the live stream that we did from the show floor last year, the, the uh, last two years. Well, yes. Yeah, so we yeah we did it. Um, we did our own sort of show last year. The year before that, um, we were um, on YouTube's stage. This the last two years we've partnered with YouTube, but mm -hmm. we essentially uh, produced the 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 entire show. Mm -hmm. So we like call all our shots and stuff. Um, this year we're doing it again, except. I hate myself, we all hate ourselves. <laughs> so instead of doing just a three-day stream, we're actually doing all of the press conferences this year too. So um, there's gonna be a low-key stream on Saturday, and then we're gonna be doing um, big long streams on Sunday and Monday covering those press conferences starting early on Tuesday because Nintendo decided to go super early that day. I and love waking up early. Yeah. Um, it starts like 8.30 in the morning. Oh God, <laughs> oh fuck, I'm just finding this out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sleep in that it's, day. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, um, but it's gonna be a rough. Uh, by rough, I mean really fun. Uh, <laughs> and then we're streaming um, all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so in addition to the press conferences, we actually have space um, at the LA Convention Center where E3 is, and so we've got more than 40 different um, developers and games coming on the stream to show everything. So we're actually gonna be bringing E3 to you guys, which means that your feet will hurt less than having to go to the show. It costs way less than going to the show because it doesn't cost anything. Um, and you actually will act be able to hear directly from developers about their games, which I think is really cool. I'm, I'm super excited about it, even though mm -hmm. I'm currently like stress level max. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be a really good time. Uh, we'll, ha we'll have details on the specific schedule. Um, I published a journal on the Rooster Teeth website with the, the, time, the start times for each of the different days. Um, I specifically didn't share it with Gus because I knew that... It, I'm reading it right now. I'm looking yeah, at it right now. It's at roosterteeth.com slash Ashley. Yeah, that's right. So um, Sunday's great. I it's, haven't yeah, we've, seen that either. Um, we have uh, overall. It's going to be. We're doing six press conferences. Where it's going to be stretched across uh, six days. Um, there are currently forty-four game demos and interviews that we've got on the schedule. Um, I'm never coming back to work after this event. <laughs> I will be on vacation forever to recover. But it's a. Uh, we got. 30, I think it's like 37 and a half hours of live stream. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> a lot oh, of hours. <laughs> so many hours. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I love E3. E3 is like Christmas because you get to open all the presents and you're not disappointed by anything yeah. yet. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, the first E3 I ever went to was in 2001, 
which makes me feel old as fuck. Do you yeah. know how old I was in 2001? How old were you in 2001? 11. I, oh my god. I, I was at E3. I was getting drunk on the E3 floor in 2001. Yeah. That, 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 and that year they showed off Warcraft 3 and the cinematic trailer trailer for uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. And oh, those god. were like fuck, the yeah. big things that year. Yeah, I think Sons of Liberty, man. My, my first E3 was 2001 or 2002. And it was insane. I faked my credentials. It was awesome. I did too. <laughs> Everyone. I, I, well, I mean, I, I basically made a website um, that I like wrote news on that nobody ever went to. I did too. Um, and and I submitted that in order to, to get a, a press badge for it. So uh, you can too. This year you um, don't have to though, right? Didn't they open they, it back up to the... They sold out. They though. did. They okay. opened it up to the public um, for... The thing is, I think they've sold public passes before, but sort of not in the same way, not just go ahead and buy one. You had to jump through extra hoops. So this year um, they did open it up to the public, but all of that's completely sold out. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't have a, a pass, that's okay because, like I said, we'll, well you can we'll just bring watch it from the comfort of your home. I wonder what their what's their anticipated attendance this year because last year was pretty. It's insane. um, it is weird because there are also publishers that are leaving the show floor. Mm. EA, for example, is um, they didn't have a booth last year. They're not doing a booth this year because they do EA Play, which kicks off the weekend before E3. And then they'll still be around the event doing um, like press appearances and stuff with media, but they don't have a booth for people yeah. to go and check it out specifically. I will say uh, E3 announced that they sold 15,000 tickets to the public. That's Jeez. not even counting industry. It's 15,000 oh public Last people. Last year was crazy with industry. $250 each. God, oh God. damn. I mean, I, so I, imagine last year uh, and then add 15,000 people. No offense, I can't imagine going to E3 no. as a as a, a regular, even even as a, like trying to see stuff at E3 is fucking hard. It's difficult. You have to schedule stuff. And, as and a, if, you, if you can't schedule can't stuff, schedule, then you like, end up in these lines, like you could end up seeing two games all day. Yeah, yeah, or if that, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, but, like last year, the Nintendo area. Yeah, because the, oh the, 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 it was Breath of the Wild. It was a crazy yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like last year, Nintendo brought essentially one game. Yep. I mean, they, they, yeah. you know, a couple so of other smaller really stuff too, but it was mostly. What are they bringing this year? Well, Mario, uh, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon yes. 2. Um, Sp well, yes. Yeah, be, they, it comes out right after that. Yeah, it'd be but, weird to bring I mean, up. But, but Nintendo also brings right games after. that are already out to to E3. Anyway. I mean, it was a temple to Breath of the Wild. Last Dude, it was yeah. so cool. It was, cool it was a castle, and it had like they built a sky in. It had a day night cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so uh, you know, Nintendo. Uh, Microsoft, Sony also have booths. Ubisoft's got their booth. Activision. So uh, most of them are still there. Um, EA is really like the one that's decided to strike out on their own and go with the public EA Play event. Um, but otherwise, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. What do you think we're going to see there? So I'm I'm a little shocked at. I feel like we're already starting to see leaks uh, about potential E3 announcements and leaks that the dates don't make sense to me. Like, just this morning, there was the leak about the gold PS4 that's going to be sold with the rumored on-sale date of June 9th, which would this is be the day before, before E3. Yeah, be like, right before even before the Sony conference. And it was priced at a $249 price point. That is a bit weird. It seems like, like if I were to be skeptical of the gold PS4 for any reason, it's because I have trouble imagining that they would release it. Well, I will say the gold DualShock before. 4 controller, you can buy it right now on the Best Buy website. Wasn't that like it's wasn't that yeah. PS4 yeah. Pro though? Pre-order or shippable? No, it was, uh, no mm. shippable. I'll double check no, that. The, the, the gold one is a slim, right? Yeah, oh, okay. Slim. Sorry. 
Yeah. Um, Why? It's just none of that makes sense to me. I don't. I mean, I. Well, yeah, sometimes I, people like I cool loved, consoles, but I loved what PlayStation did though with the anniversary mm -hmm. PlayStation with Four. The white ones. Yeah, like the like the light gray, like sort of like retro feeling. Mm -hmm. PS4. Still want like, one of those controllers really that I never got. Yeah, I was at that PSX and fucking get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wasn't that so, your seat? No. Yeah, I am curious. I'm Sony is probably the one that I'm the most curious about with Microsoft. At least we know Scorpio is going to be there. Um, if I have my wish, um, which is like I want Microsoft to like come hard for this event. I want them. <laughs> 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 To, to this event. Um, uh, <laughs> you rattled her. <laughs> um, it was no, a self-rattle. I, I want them to, so they're going to be showing Scorpio for the first time, like in all its glory, date, uh, price, all like all that detail. You want to see a strong performance. I also, you want them to deliver on the promise. I want them also to be like, here are three new exclusives that we haven't told you about. They're also, by the way, launching this date. Yeah, are, they, are these also going to be Play Anywhere titles, so you don't have to, have to play your Xbox? It, uh, gold PS4. Get it by June 3rd. Okay. That's so that's Gold PS4 controller yeah. is shipping. Okay. A Walmart shopper found one in the wild? Yeah, they found, uh, they said they couldn't check out with it, because when the cashier tried to, they found the gold PS4. It said that oh. they, the took actual it, PS4. they took it to the register, and when they scanned at the register, uh, it didn't work. It wasn't like the inventory oh, system like, didn't oh, work, oh. so the employees took it away. Because yes. I guess that's when they realized it shouldn't have been out. Yeah. Oh, That's how they know that it's $249, is because it, it was, was out on the shelf. It was priced. <laughs> it's what? always Walmart. There was, a, there was a Bloodborne leak yesterday. I don't know if it was like an actual leak, but it was a, it was a picture of a, the start menu of Bloodborne, and it said like, Early development, whatever, in the top left, and then the bottom. Bottom, it says Sony Computer Entertainment of America or Sony Entertainment of America, but they changed that name to S uh, S I E Sony Interactive Entertainment. Oh, right. Uh, so that that's the speculation of why it's fake. But I could totally see a Bloodborne. They, they're done with Dark Souls three now or Dark Souls now, um, and I would like something new from them. Bloodborne is sort of similar to Dark Souls in a lot of ways. I mean, plus they've also said like they've got a couple of projects in the work. We should right. be seeing one from them this year at the very least. Yeah. So it makes a lot of Blood, sense. Bloodborne would be the least surprising announcement from from software, but I that game needs a whole lot of changes to. I'm I'm always hesitant to talk about like things that I'm excited for at E3 because the, inevitably the things I end up being most excited for are things I didn't expect. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. well, this looks cool. Like a Horizon Zero Dawn is a good yeah. example of that. It's like a new IP. You're like, yep. oh, that looks fucking awesome. I can't wait to play that. I'm, I'm actually on the hunt for something at E3 that I don't know if I'll find it. I haven't really done any research on whether it'll be there. But uh, aside from games, there's also... The other E's occasionally show up. You know, there's some electronics and things. Mm. <laughs> the other E's? Yeah. I want to find a wireless Vive adapter. Yeah. I want to see yeah. one of those in the wild. Yeah. Because they, they were taking them around. Yeah. There was all that talk about, okay, TPCast was selling one in China only, which I assume means that they couldn't get it pushed through the uh, wireless FCC, certified yeah, here in the, uh, in the U.S. Um, yeah, or hopefully they're working on that. But supposedly, I guess they started shipping them late April. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I've can't not get them. Seen, over yeah, here. you can't get them. I want to see one. I want to yeah. try it out. I want to wear it. There's, they've already talked about Intel's going to put the chipsets in it, or the uh, is going to be doing the wireless, which hopefully means that they can bring it in this country because Intel's already got their wireless technology approved. I'm very uh, curious about VR in general for the yeah. C3. We're not hearing a lot. I think mm -hmm. Oculus is skipping. Broad. That's um, surprising. I got uh, their games division, right? Uh, PlayStation is. They've been. PlayStation's been a little bit quiet they need on a, the VR front. They for need a, a second of round. I mean, but Farpoint I just came out, so they need like their next iteration. We're a year out. Bridge Group just came out. Right. We're a year out from from when like or a little over a year out from when the Vive launched and the Oculus launched, 
And now we're starting to get real games like Bridge Crew, uh, which seems fucking awesome. It's a lot of Not a lot of replayability once you get it all sorted out. Really? Uh, reportedly. What okay. Bridge Crew? Yeah. It's got They're like, uh, one, a whole, like, like like once everyone mission generator. But like once everyone knows their roles, it gets a little bit less like the there's Part not of the an fun is the mode. chaos. Yeah, yeah, like they're like the chaos fun sure. element goes away, and then it's just execute the mission. Um, it's like yeah, a yeah. raiding in World of Warcraft. Yeah, kind of. You got it on farm. It's, it's, I will say that the, the one detractor about the game is that each position feels like it could have been more robust. Mm. Okay. Like you could have had more things to do at each individual station. So I think probably the main replayability there is rotating to a different position and having to start all over. You know what I would like is a space team a bridge crew mashup where everyone has to be in a room together. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so you're all sitting in a room with your headsets on. So you can't, you know, you see each other like as if you're in the game, but you can at least hear each other. Yeah. Uh, and um, you'll get commands like, you know, your console will come up being like, the, the beard sphere needs deployment. You don't have the beard sphere. Someone else has the beard sphere. And so you have to shout at them to deploy it. I feel like Space Team needs to move into VR stat, and it'll I mean, be absolutely yeah. ridiculous. They kind of have that in the sense that the captain gets a lot of information and needs to be like relaying yeah. it to the people. It's like, you know, scan that thing, fly over there, put the shields up because we're about to get shot. But part of the fun chaos is the decentralized shouting commands from absolutely everywhere. Right, everyone, yeah, trying to coordinate. Yeah, I'm I thinking. I'm thinking we'll see something from VR. Like we have to see something from if if we don't see something like big VR announcement. Well, I think Sony needs to really double down and show like yeah. how they're going to continue their support of PSVR. Because PSVR has been a relatively smooth launch with good adoption, but they need more titles. They I backed feel like, off of it so hard. Yeah, they, they had did, a lot yeah. of stuff initially. Then everyone was looking forward to Farpoint, which just came out, and now it's like, okay. And I feel like Farpoint now. actually released reasonably quietly. Yes, mm -hmm. it did, yeah. I mean, PC for Vive, we're starting to see more games that weren't necessarily developed specifically for VR, but that are getting support now, like Abduction, uh, which is that like Mist-style game. Abduction. R right. Yeah. right. Uh, Everspace, which is a, like a fast-paced, rogue-like uh, spaceship game. Like We're starting to see more and more Vive support in general, and the games that come out for it now seem more polished. Uh, so I'm hoping that like see some bigger developer be like, hey, here's our big game. It's Vive compatible. Or something. Yeah, Oculus did announce that they've dropped out of E3. Uh, Who did? Oculus. Mm -hmm. yeah. They, yeah, they announced they're going to drop. They've officially dropped out of E3, but Bethesda did say that a Fallout 4 VR demo will be playable. Yeah, they had a Fallout 4 VR and Doom VR last yeah. year. And it was one, like one station, station, for, station each. for each. Ooh. And Doom VR you'll never see again. That's yeah, like that's never that's never coming to the public. They said. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't it was that. a tech demo more yeah. than anything, probably. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I think VR is going to be important this year, and that's all very quiet. But PlayStation will come hard, and I want to see Vive <laughs> announce um, a wireless headset. Well, they have like, announced it. Well, I, mean, I want to see them. The oh, sorry, I want to see them like bring it. Yeah. I want to see it in action. You heard it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Um, I want to see that uh, from Bethesda. God, what do I want to see from Bethesda? I, I mean, I know my pie in the sky so would be Elder Scrolls. But everyone's speculating at their invite, right? Like the invite had different titles and it had two under construction areas. So it makes me wonder if we're going to see a new IP because all of the existing IP was represented was it in that uh, in that uh, we're, we're, art we're too soon for an elder Scrolls game though. we're not we're too, too soon we're not um, we're, we're too, no we're, we're the a year last and a half one off came of, out of, of, of we're a year and a half off of fallout and they're like they come across they come out like four years apart yeah I mean if you look at it as um, you look at like the distance between um, elder Scrolls titles as opposed to looking specifically at like the distance between elder Scrolls fallout um, staggering then elder Scrolls 
we should be due reasonably, reasonably soon, like next year. Probably. It was like seven, eight years between, right? But they've also said that they're not even going to announce it. They they want to fall out for it. Yeah. Where they can announce it. Works it for them. Where they can announce it basically once they feel it's ready for. Launch. Do we get a, a little stand-in phone app to lead into? I want that. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I'll I take started it. playing Fallout Shelter again. It's was, still good. I was so skeptical good. about that. Like a mobile game? Are you fucking <clears throat> serious? I spent so much time People playing Fallout Shelter, thing. and then it translated to PC so well. Mm -hmm. It really did. Yeah. Except it doesn't work on my Xbox One. Anytime I try to launch it, it gives an error. Really? Really? Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck. I, I I uninstalled it. I reinstalled it. It's broken. I don't know. It's like error. Cannot launch application. So Great. I had a super weird Xbox One like uh, like hardware firmware something glitch happen over the the weekend. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I um, this was I was trying to play Rhyme. I downloaded it. Uh, went to play it, and it kept saying um, download might be corrupt. Can't do it. Delete it. Try redownloading it. So I did like three times. Didn't work, and so uh, I looked on the internet, and some someone said try um, unplugging the Xbox from the wall, basically, you know, a full shut off, power mm -hmm. reset, everything. Um, so I unplugged it, left it for a couple minutes, plugged it in. Error comes up saying, "Yeah, we can't start your Xbox. Do you want to restart it? Do you want to <laughs> turn it off? Do you want to troubleshoot?" I had to reset. I did do a hard reset, mm -hmm. um, like a like a factory reset on the console, which. I was so furious, but I have to give Microsoft some credit here. Sucks that I had to do that. Yeah. Not cool, bro. But um, there was an option to reset it, but keep all the downloaded games intact. Oh, so okay. I had like to reset your OS, but keep your. Yes. Yeah, right. okay. So I had to, like, you know, I had to re-add my uh, my gamer tag on mm -hmm. it, and you know, I don't care about the saves because everything is cloud saved now. Thank God. Theoretically. Yeah. That, that I know of. Um, and so I had to, you know, redo all of that stuff. But then the games were there already. That's good. Fantastic. Hmm. Anyway, um, small aside. Yeah. Small aside. Uh, but enough about me. But yeah, I think the maybe the thing that we know of that I'm most excited about to CD3 is more details on Scorpio. I'm sick to death of talking about six teraflops. I want to know what the fuck is this thing actually going to do. I want to know what something. it's going to look yeah, like. Bring I, it. I want to know what it's going to cost. I want to know what the release date is. I, it's, I bet it's going to be ridiculously expensive. I think. I think we taught Microsoft a bad lesson when everyone loved the Elite controller. I think they learned there is a premium console gaming market. Yeah, $650. Demand <laughs> exceeded their uh, expectations for the Elite controller, and I think now in their head they're like, oh, we can make stuff that's really expensive. I mean, that's but for a controller, that's one thing, because that's the thing that you're touching and interacting with all the time. The controller really, really, really matters. People are going to invest in that thing that they have their hands on always. They can invest in the thing that's drawing yeah, pretty colors for their eyes. Everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so, beat your eyeballs. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be I think it's going I think we're going to get sticker shock. I think it's going to be like 600 bucks. That's no, what the PSP launched, right? No, if it's, if it's right? 600, yeah. I would I would be I mean not I mean I would be okay PSP. with 600 for PSP. for what it is. PS3. 600 is what I'm expecting. Because that that was the launch price for the PS3. So, while it was on the high end and the PS3 got a lot of shit for it, it's not unprecedented anymore. I'm gonna go 700. Okay. I think gonna I'm gonna, gonna go 701. <laughs> 701. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Price, price right rules. <laughs> if you go over, so it doesn't that count. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, I, I'm just curious to learn more about it and uh, and see where where that's going. 699. <laughs> that's where it'll be. Because yeah. they never do even numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What would you want Microsoft to announce? Like like Scale you have battle. your. I, I, I want to see <laughs> them bring back and talk about Crackdown. They announced right? that they're yeah. doing it, and they just fucking disappeared. It's been years. It's what the fuck is going on with Crackdown? I loved Crackdown 1. I hated Crackdown 2. 
So we'll see. It makes where me this feel like they, I'm still going for that game. It makes me wonder if they had to scrap a lot of the work they did and go back to square one. Well, or like square all two. that computing, right, the cloud computing stuff. Yeah. Like you never hear about that anymore. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. It was, but it was I, I feel like mirrors. yeah, I feel like we'll definitely see something about Crackdown. Um, I would like to see them announce one to two new IPs, like good, strong, mm -hmm. promising new IPs. And I'd like to see them bring back, I mean, I'm not going to be in the majority here, but I'd like to see another proper Fable game. Mm. Well, oh yeah, Lionhead's gone, dude. right? I, yeah, dude, I'd, yeah Lionhead's, Lionhead is gone, but um, I would like to see, uh, you know, at the very least, like a, a nice... Um, Cheeky motherfucking Western yeah. RPG coming from them. I need and, I need a new Western. I need I need fantasy RPG so bad. Just play McCree. But I, but I need like, something. <laughs> but I like the ones. The, what I liked about Fable was how cheeky it was. Yeah. It's like that was it was for me. Um, I like Fable for the same reasons that I really liked Overlord. Mm -hmm. Was there's just a specific weird sense of humor about it that yeah. I dig. On, on the Sony side of things, I'm really curious to know more about this gold PS4 because I think that that's going to affect my expectations for their presser. Because if they do a price drop ahead of the presser, it means that they've got even bigger announcements. They've got a, they got a new console at E3, coming. right? There's, there's there's something crazy. If they price drop and do new console before they do their conference, that means that their conference is going to be fucking crazy. There's what do you call? So like, let's say they've got another hardware iteration coming, but they've already got the PS4 Pro out. The Which has barely been out. PS5. PS4 Pro? <coughs> uh, PS Premium. Yeah, PS4, there you go. PS4 Best? I don't know if they need to. I don't think that... PS4... They're going to they're gonna go reboot, full reboot, PlayStation. PS4 Ultra? No, I, 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 I don't... An Xbox One. I don't think we're going to see it. I think they're, no. they've got way... Wait till they have way huge install base already. Wait like, they just got to maintain... They just got to focus on... First-party software titles. To they're they're that doing a double listen pro before they launch. Into Sony the has console. has done a really great job with exclusives and first-party titles, mm -hmm. like this whole generation. Yeah. Like Horizon, Bloodborne. I don't know. Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah. I mean, there's been like one after another. Fucking. Oh, huge do you think game. we're gonna see a fucking Last of Us announcement? Oh, Last of Us. Shit. Last of, I didn't even Last, think about that. Because Last of Us Two's been confirmed. Yeah. Yes, we'll see it. Yeah. I'm gonna try. If I'm not, if not game, if not gameplay, then at the very least a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's a trailer. What do you want to see from Nintendo? Oh, real uh, fast. Sorry that? to sidetrack. Uh, I, I just oh, got informed by Ben. Oh, look at this. Rhyme, uh, Rhyme's DRM has been cracked. All right. So Great. Hey. It's gone. So <laughs> this podcast better now be gone. playable for everybody. This time next week, we should be able to find out if the performance has improved for everybody yeah. or if that was just a silly excuse. The guy that cracked it came out and said that it's highly recommended to play a DRM free because it, it highly improves the performance. Really? The Interesting. Yep. That, so is a, that is a bad thing to do yeah. is to... To punish the people that actually pay for your games it. by giving them a shitty experience. Uh, so you're going to ask about Nintendo. I really have no expectations for them. I have like, like I feel like the Switch. As much as I love it, it's still a wasteland. I, I, They're going to so announce like, the Switch 2XL R. I think if anything, the announcement is going to be upside. Like, I'm already expecting Mario, obviously, because right. mm -hmm. they've talked about that. They're sure they're going to do more Splatoon 2 details. They're probably going to outline their. Uh, subscription online service and you know fully flesh out what's entailed with that anything else is gravy for me I don't okay. think that they're gonna blow any more of their like big IPs this year because they've done Mario Kart they've done Zelda they're doing Mario True. Odyssey they, but they're doing Splatoon they're doing they, a new IP they're, like they're gonna announce Metroid and it's gonna come out in March no it's not I mean E3, like they're not gonna announce that this soon they're like Nintendo was really good um, last year about all the things that they announced and were talking about came out within 
the year. Yeah. So they came out before this E3, or, you know, a, a, by about this time. It's because they were struggling with that fucking Wii U. Well, <laughs> yes. Um, but that means my hope is anything they announced this E3 would then come out before next E3. So pie in the sky, totally unrealistic, fuck, like, realism, whatever. I want Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I want Metroid. Mm-hmm. But wait, didn't they, they announce they're doing that Animal Crossing mobile game? Right. But here's the thing is actually their mobile strategy is what gives me ideas on what to anticipate okay, okay. for the Switch. Because so we think that Mario Odyssey was delayed from a launch title or early life cycle title to holiday. Because initially signs pointed it to it being a launch title or something. A lot of the early marketing materials that they were creating had Mario on it. And then that sort of shifted away and they focused on Zelda. And then suddenly, Mario Odyssey, holiday. So, the fact, but they built Super Mario Run to re-energize people and be like, hey guys, remember Mario? Mario's really cool. You wanna play with Mario? Get the Switch. Didn't that, have, was not terribly well received? Uh, no, but they were trying. Like, I think, I think but so it makes me look at the their product. strategy. I think there was a financially fire. it underperformed. Okay. It did. I th- I think yeah, it had a lot of downloads. Not a lot of people converted to the full version. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but so I look at their mobile strategy a lot to see what might be coming for the Switch, like what they're trying to get into people's heads, like the the franchises they're trying to re-energize. Like we kind of got a like there was Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Look, the Fire Emblem game. We're getting an Animal Crossing mobile. Guess what? Get, I'm betting we're gonna get an Animal Crossing announcement. Also, it's time for the Pokemon for Switch. Yeah, I'm, that, that's the one thing. Like, if they could say, if they could announce one game that I, the IP I know about, it would be Metroid, but probably Pokemon. I'm really stoked for a new Pokemon. But they'd have to change up the formula, man. I really liked Sun and Moon, but like, we're just playing the same game over and over and over and over, and I want something new. And that also didn't stop Sun and Moon from being a record seller. I know, but we're on a yeah. If it's not broke, they're not going to fix we're on a, it. We're on, a, we're on a home console now. Hmm. We're 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 on a hybrid console now. Yeah, but, but it can plug. It can go TV. wherever, whatever. But now no. we have, we have dual joysticks. Together. No Shakira. Yes, Shakira. She can't make that a good console. Yes, Shakira. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what we're gonna see. If we, honestly, if we saw Metroid, Animal Crossing, and Pokemon for Switch, I think they'd have their year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Smash. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Also Smash, but yeah. we may be waiting longer. I mean, you're not you're not making me you feel happy for purchasing a console. Three out of the four. I was sold on the promises of games like. Uh, Breath of the Wild. We're gonna see. A, I don't see any more of that coming. We're gonna see a lot of of indies. Like there's already like a, a bunch of indies that have already come to PC that are coming to the Switch. But there's also some new ones. I can't remember any names terribly. Stardew Valley. Uh, but there's. But I'm saying there's new ones that are Switch exclusive or have just been announced that are coming for the Switch, which I'm pretty excited for. Give me something I can't play anywhere else that I want to play. That's my request, Nintendo. Arms. Arms. Yeah, it's a great game. Splatoon two. Splatoon. I don't care about that. They're great games, dude. They're great fucking games. Arms is actually really amazing. All right. I don't right. know much about Arms. Well, we will we'll see. Um, we'll talk probably more E3 stuff um, on next week's episode because E3 is like a black hole. It's hard not to get pulled into it, mm-hmm. um, especially because we'll be seeing more leaks or fake leaks um, in the lead up to the event, like the fake Smash Brothers Switch mm-hmm. leak. Um, so we'll talk about that more next week. Um, in the meantime, uh, if you are a Rooster Teeth first member, please, by all means, uh, stick around for the post show. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something something kind of fun. 
um, which you want to do. So um, we did a, um, we basically went out to you guys, to the community for what we should call the Glitch Please post show exclusively for Richard Teeth First members. And the thing is, you guys had a lot of really good ideas. We don't know what we should call it based on like a couple of the, our favorite ideas. So we're going to, when this episode is out for first members, launch a poll for you guys. You can um, vote on what we should call the post show and then that'll run for on, like the first 24 hours that this is out because that's when the post show launches and we will call the post show what you guys like. So here are the options. Um, we'll put the poll as well, but we've got um, some that I really liked. New Game Plus, Bonus Level, Kill Screen, Respawn, Minus World, and Hard Reset. Like minus Can I say what I like the you most? You can say what you like the most. I like New Game Plus. I like New Game Plus. You would. The thing is, I yeah. like all of them. I hear every, each one of them, and I go, hmm. hmm. What about, like, a Hard Mode? Hard Mode? Because it comes hard? Yeah. <laughs> but how does it hang? To the right. Anyway, uh, um, so you if, you, if you enjoy this episode, um, please give it a thumbs up. If you are listening to this on uh, on iTunes, uh, please give us a, a rating on there and let everyone know that you like the show because that sort of stuff is important for people for other people being able to find it and also enjoy it. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. It'll launch a day early for Rooster Teeth first members. If you don't have that, you can get a free month trial. Just sign up at no.roosterteeth.com. And then we will see you next week, glitches. Missed it.